Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever. Here we go. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on a football Friday, the biggest and best of the year. Super Bowl 58, two days away. Tons of news coming out of the NFL honors last night. So much to discuss. So little time. Let's waste none. Here we go. Only one place to start. Patrick Mahomes was also, though, talking about the Patriots and the way that they did it, that if they're going to have a dynasty, they would like to do it with a little more fun and a little more charisma. I don't think you can you can really say that you're a dynasty until it's over. And so for me, it's just trying to be great every single year. And uh, when I look back at my career, I'll, I'll know that I gave everything I had. You don't really look at that. You're so focused in on the next game. And I think if you make that your focus, probably you're going to have a problem and, and get knocked off uh, whatever pedestal people think you're on. I can't help but notice we never make those. But one way or another, we are ready to roll here in advance of Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. Hembo actually has a pretty good-looking jacket on. I think I think Hembo has listened as the great Bart Scott, Bartholomew, is that here. members only? Are you complimenting my wardrobe? Yes. That's never happened, Bart Scott. And never that, once. Uh, You've never once deserved it. But right also now, true. earlier this week, he dressed as a Muppet. He, he, he looked like, like Ernie or Bert. Um, and, and so I think you took it to heart. And, I, and all of a sudden today, I, I like what you're wearing. It may be the first time I've ever said that. This is stunning. You. I like what you're stunning. wearing. Stunning. But I'll, not as much as I yeah. like what Bart is wearing. Of course not. Well, well I like what you're doing, Hembezi. See, what mm. you're trying to do is get a sponsor for probably maybe a stylist or something like that. We can get some free clothing. So it's all good. I, I like the way yeah. you're going, the direction you're no going. One has ever needed free 99. One more. No one has ever needed a stylist more than. He needs one. My pitch to get a, uh, a stylist is just to you know dress like myself. That's the strategy. That's <laughs> yes. all I'm doing. Well, uh, you balling on the budget, man. Greeny, first of all, I want to commend you. Listen, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. And the fact that you're able to muscle through that injury, that yeah. um, you know um, hazard that we just had in the last show. I mean, listen, I salute you, my friend. I, I for those of you who didn't see it, we, we do get up right before we do this, and Bart, of course, is there with everybody, and we do the smashing of the helmets thing, and I smashed one today. We all did because there's only one game to pick. And mine, yeah. I, I don't know how I hit yeah, What re- angle re- did I hit spin. it at? See, you hit it in front of it, so you got backspin, and you took one in a juggler like Frank the Tank on old school, <laughs> but you, know, you muscled through. It hit me right in the chin. It literally hit me directly yeah. in the chin. I was so afraid I'd miss it. That you overshot. The last time front. I did this, I missed it. I, I, I came up short. I hit it like I hit, I hit down on the table short of the yeah. helmet. So this time I wanted to make sure oh, I didn't do that. We call that overcompensation. I overcompensated. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, like I left the first free throw short, so I knocked the second <laughs> one off the back rim. And this one, so it, it popped back and hit me in the face. Um, so there's a lot of things I want to get to. Let's start with the Super Bowl. Yes. Because you, like everyone, is picking Kansas City. Honestly, the only person who's not is Hembo. Mm-hmm. But every person who's been on Get Up this week has picked the Chiefs. And yet they are a one-and-a-half-point underdog. And yet if we had had this conversation three weeks yeah. ago, we would have thought the 49ers would be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. So I'm 
Take me through it. Take me through your thinking on why you believe Kansas City wins on Sunday. I mean, I think experience matters, right? And you talk about game plans. I think, you know, Steve Wilkes leaves something to be desired as far as being able to make the adjustments, just the fundamental things that I see when I look at the runs. You know, being He's able the to, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, yeah, for those I, who don't know. I, I've watched them repeatedly get beat on the edges of the defense, and they have two of the best players, you know, or, you know, one of the biggest brand names on the outside of the perimeter defense and just – strategically, I don't think they've made the adjustments. You know, one of the things that we used to do, whenever we have a guy with a cut split, one is the inside linebacker has to say, uh, alert the crack, right? And you have to crack replace. Whoever is responsible for that receiver has to show up in the run game. And they, 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 they fundamentally just don't have those adjustments. And I don't know why they don't have the awareness. You know what I mean? It seems like it's been happening two weeks in a row that they would make the adjustments. So let's see in the, in the Super Bowl if Bosa stands up and squares up and not have that cocked in wide nine where his back is kind of turned when it's easy for anybody to kind of push a defender in the back and get the front side pullers. Let's see if they make that adjustment. If they make that adjustment, then at least they make, you know, Kansas City have to do something different. We know that they're strong up the middle with the running backs, I mean, with the linebackers, but it's just this San Francisco defense has been getting picked on, so to speak. And if they're going to play zone with Patrick Mahomes, I think it's going to look similar to how Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey was able to pick apart the Baltimore Ravens defense. Because if you look at the, the strength of San Francisco, it is within the inside, but not so much in the passing game. Nobody can, can check Kelsey. I think if you don't have a double on him and different doubles from safeties and linebackers or safety safeties or nickels and dimes, it has to come from different directions. I think it's pitch and catch. So to be clear, I, I want because there was a lot of football ease in there that I, I'm I'm following as best I can, but I think it's really interesting stuff. What you're what you're pointing to is if the 49ers don't make some adjustments, yes, then we should see Kelsey in the middle of the field doing damage early in the game, and generally speaking, the Chiefs should be able to run it wide on them with Pacheco. Exactly right, and you know they have to make the adjustment right, understanding that's where they're being attacked. Um, and you, you have to make Patrick Mahomes find somebody else. If I'm going to get beat, and, you know, when we beat um, Brady and Gillette, you know, we were primarily a, a man-to-man team, and we played matchup zones. You know, you, they know that you know that you know that they know, right? So, like, you have to do things. Like, when you go in motion, that's usually an indicate, indicator that you're in, in, in man-to-man coverage. Right. It's certain defenses that defenses have and systems have that when you go in motion, it's where you end up last. You match your light bodies, and if you end up wide, then you have this, but it's still zone. You have to trick Patrick Mahomes with something like that. You have to hold that, right, to pivotal moments, right? So when you think about who's going to make the big mistake, is it going to be Brock Purdy? Um, if, I'm, if I'm Kansas City, I know at some point the ball is going to be in between the numbers about 15 to 20 yards down the field. So if I'm Spagnola, I'm starting with a two-high safety look, and I'm inverting my safeties and waiting for that crossing route to come and hope that Brock Purdy doesn't see the defender from the opposite side. That's the cat-and-mouse game that the teams are going to have to play. So, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of Pacheco, and obviously there's a lot of McCaffrey out there. And so I just looked it up this morning. I did a little makeshift sneaky hembo on Get Up this morning. There has not been a running back to win MVP of the Super Bowl in this millennium. The last running back to do it famously was Terrell Davis. He and Emmett Smith both won it in a, a relatively short little stretch of a couple of years in there the in 90s, the nineties. Yeah. Otis Anderson won it the year that the Giants won it there yeah. in the you know the the Buffalo game. But so for a while there, as was the the way the sport was conducted, 
running backs were winning a lot of Super Bowl MVPs. They never do. Now, Hembo, you like San Francisco in this game. I do, and I think that Christian McCaffrey at 4.5-1 to one to win Super Bowl MVP is actually a, a pretty good value because right. I like San Francisco to win this game outright, which Vegas does, but the whole public does not, which makes me feel pretty good. And if they do that, I think it is... I think it is going to have to be a Christian McCaffrey game. Right. Could Brock Purdy drop back to pass 40 times and then win? Yes, but I think that is unlikely. Greeny, can you remind me what your Christian McCaffrey boost is for ESPN Plus? It's, it's uh, bet? 149 and a half yards from scrimmage. If he goes over that, it's plus 175. Okay, so Christian McCaffrey could definitely... That's on ESPN Bet, the seeing green boost that's available right now. Yeah. And the reason I like that, that value is because he's going to get fed. We saw James Cook have a day. Against the Chiefs defense, and, and with all due respect to James Cook, Christian McCaffrey is, is twice that back. I mean, Christian McCaffrey back is, is the defining back of his generation. I'm going to give you guys the comprehensive list of players that average more yards per scrimmage than Christian McCaffrey for his career. The list is Jim Brown and Barry Sanders. Okay, so we're talking about a player who is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yes. He's going to touch the ball 20 or 25 times in this game, and six or eight of those times are going to be in the pass game. The narrative is also that Brock Purdy isn't the, you know, isn't the driver. And so I could see that narrative playing in here yes. and people saying, okay, the Niners win. McCaffrey puts up a buck 60. He's the MVP of the game. Yeah, yeah Brock Purdy would never get the credit Mm-mm. in the game. You know what's interesting to me, Bart? This is when I really – so Hembo said a lot of this yesterday with me. And then yesterday I, I did a couple of you know, radio interviews, just a few hits, and people were bringing up stuff that you just forget because the world moves so fast. Yeah. But how bad Kansas City looked at the end of the year. They looked yeah. awful. Right. They looked just awful. Right. And, you know, to, they, they, what they've done is they've shown you so much moxie. They've shown you they're not going to beat themselves. They beat Buffalo and they beat Baltimore by being well coached, yep. by being smart, by Mahomes plan. not making any big, well, not any, any small mistakes. He didn't make any mistakes at all. Right. And they let Buffalo make just enough mistakes and Baltimore make a ton of them the truth is if the 49ers play relatively clean right they're a better team right I mean top to bottom I mean you talk about on both sides right so you talk about you know if you're putting rosters you're saying hey I want this guy in this position outside of quarterback and you know it's closer than people think at tight end but outside those positions you were to pick every player from the 49ers first, whether you talk about offensively or defense. I think Chris Jones comes off the board. But defensively, you've taken the linebackers for San Francisco, the pass rushers. You might, you know, definitely the defensive tackles you're taking you know, uh, you know, from San Francisco. But the most important position is the one and maybe the head coach you're taking. You know, you know, those are the most impactful, right, because they control the game. They control the game plan. They control – and, you know, we'll see if Kyle Shanahan – you know, who I feel has more pressure than anybody mm-hmm. in this game, him and, and, and his regime has more pressure because at some point you got to pay the piper. You know, at some point you have to deliver, right? It's great to be relevant. It's great to be in these Super Bowls and these NFC championships and always have a chance to win it, but eventually you have to win it. So I think right now when you talk about, you know, the loss that Buffalo had and the loss that Buff, um, Baltimore had, it's because they lost to the mystique of, you know, what Kansas City in this – uh, regime represents, right? And, 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 and they kept their poise, right? And it's like one of those things. It's almost like when the Patriots were, you had to beat the mystique and realize that, yo, we're better than them. And then a lot of teams didn't realize that they're better than them to the second half after you've already had these self-inflicted wounds, which you saw Baltimore hold that offense to three points in the second half, yeah. but the damage was already done, and they panicked first. 
I don't think Kyle Shanahan, because he's been in these big games and he's probably had to reanalyze how he lost them, I don't think if, he, if they're down, he's going to panic and not run the football. A couple of years ago, you know, they were up by 10 and he found a way to lose it again. I think sometimes you have to have the pain of losing. This San Francisco team, you heard Kittles, I'm going to be back, I'm going to be back. And it's taken them maybe three years or four years. I don't know how many seasons yeah. it's been since they've Something been like back. That. Yeah. But they've gotten back, and a lot of people, a lot of players on this team still have the pain of that loss that they sustained four years. before. That was, it was 2020. It was right before COVID. Right. Because uh, we were in Miami for that, and then, and then the pandemic happened right after that Super Bowl. So four years later, the Niners and Chiefs are back in it again. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bart, of course, hosts a show with Alan Hahn locally in New York every day that starts at noon. We lit, we lit New York. I, I, would not, I would be remiss if I did not ask you then about some of the comments that the owner of the Jets made last night. So Woody yeah. Johnson was at the, um, the, the NFL, NFL Honors, Honors thing, yeah. and apparently none of this was on camera. So we don't have any of the sound or wow. anything, so I was just reading them. But he was saying any number of things, including putting a lot of pressure on Salah, a lot of pressure on the general manager, and in particular saying we didn't have a backup quarterback last year. So a lot of reaction to that. What was yours? I mean, I think, you know, you know the truth hurts, and, and that's the reality of it. No matter you know, what we thought we can do as far as saving Zach Wilson, that wasn't the case. I mean, it was supposed to be a gap year, so the fact that Tim Boyle was the uh, backup quarterback was a joke. I mean, I understand going into it, you know, they gave Aaron Rodgers a little power and, you know, he gave back $30 million. So they allowed him to bring in some of his friends, you know, but at the end of the day, that wasn't good enough, you know, and, and, you, and you look, you know, I don't think he intended for, you know, uh, Alan Lazard to play as big a role to be as pivotal as we thought. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers before that had went five seasons without missing a game, kind of like Eli Manning. He was the Iron Man. Only game he had missed was because of the immunization claims. But, you know, they, 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 they bet and they bet wrong. And, you bet not get caught again. They have to go out and spend high-end money on a backup, which I think this is going to be the most competitive backup market that we've seen in recent years because so many great players, whether it's Joe Burrow, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, went down and we had to depend on the backups. You know, so I think you know, it's going to be a bidding war for guys like Jacoby Brissett you know, um, and, and, and high-quality backups, Tyrod Taylor. And I think Woody Johnson is putting out there, and I think he, he said nothing that we didn't already know that if Joe Douglas and Robert Sala doesn't yield results and not just winning, you know, you know, getting to the playoffs, I think they have to win a game. Like, because what mm. are we talking about? We only have two years left of maybe Aaron Rodgers, and then you're stuck at square one trying to find a franchise quarterback, and they haven't been able to do that ever. I mean, the closest <laughs> they've ever came was Chad Pennington. Yeah. And, you know, so they almost have to draft a guy and hope that they can find their Mr. Relevant, which I felt like they had their guy, but because they are afraid to uh, alienate Zach Wilson and admit, you know, like um, like uh, San Francisco did on Trey Lance that, hey, we picked wrong and accepted and move on. They let a guy like Mike White walk out the building oh. that I felt like they had their Brock Purdy. They had their, okay, we picked wrong on a quarterback, but this guy can win us games at a high level if we can figure out how to protect him. Nobody gets hit and absorbs hits worse than Mike White you know, over years, but that could have been fixed because the talent was there and they found him in a scrap heap. Yep. They made, they've made a lot of very, very, very big mistakes, and the owner 
who was a part of making a lot of those mistakes, is now basically putting everyone on notice. And to your point, uh, your point, they're right. That's a conversation for another day. The Super Bowl is Sunday. You are the best. Thank you, Bartholomew. Appreciate it. Good to see you as always. Hembo and the hashtag crew are ready to go. We'll get this thing started on a Super Bowl Friday next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance as we work our way towards the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, every day, our, or every week, I should say, our friends at AutoZone ask us to pick someone who was in the zone last night. Get in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Steph Curry was that. Did you see how Steph Curry opened last night's game? His first seven shot attempts were all threes, and they all went in. <laughs> he wound up scoring 42 points last night at Indiana. He was 11 of 16 from three. He was most certainly in the zone. Get in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Uh, get in the zone with AutoZone. Hembo, we've got some controversy. So I'm just looking at some of the uh, reaction on Twitter to some stuff here. So you did a very good uh, Sneaky Hembo trivia question on TV today. Mm-hmm. So for those who did not get to see it, tell everyone what the question was. Well, what is the only franchise that won a Super Bowl in four different decades? Okay, and the answer was? The New York Giants. And what were the decades? Uh, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. So what is the last year of the 80s? Uh, 1989. 1989 is the last year of the 80s. That's right. So when does the decade begin? 
Does it begin in the year 00 or does it begin in the year 01? January 1st, 1990. So let's just clarify here that what you're suggesting is that the calendar itself began on January 1st of the year 0? That's right. Or did it begin on the year January 1st of the year 1? We don't need to overthink this one. It's 199, 1990. Right. And so the first day of the 9. But someone tweeted at Damian Woody. Someone named Atlas Smugged Mm. tweeted, I'm calling BS on Hembo. 1990 is the last year of the 80s. The first year wasn't zero, it was one. So the last year of the first decade was 10. Therefore, the last year of the 1980s was 1990, which is the year the Giants won the Super Bowl. So D. Wood got screwed on that one. He's suggesting that Super Bowl should count amongst the 80s. That's also not true because I looked at the date of the Super Bowl, which is January 27th of 1991. Understood, but it is the 1990 season. You weren't asking if, if the, you would not have accepted a team that won in 79, but the Super Bowl was played in 80, right? I would have. No, you would not I looked have. at the date of the game. So you're, you were using the date of the game, not the season to which it is connected? Yes, for that very reason. So that Atlas could not be smug. I, I, I think that you are I just... I don't think that's true. I, I mean, don't, I, I don't believe it, what the, the listeners or the, whatever the tweeter's saying, but I don't believe that Hembo was going by the date of I the looked game. it up by I date. I think he would have. He said who won it in four different decades. I not, looked it up by date. Not who had the team in the previous decade that won it in the next decade. See, when I, I'm going to pull up my question from Get Up Again today, just to prove my point. So, in no place in the question is the word season appear. It's only decades. Read the, words of the, read the wording of the question. What is the only franchise to win a Super Bowl in four different decades? Okay, then that's fair. So, so but would you agree that had we said in a season that fell in four different decades, that the tweeter would be correct. No, because Atlas Smugged is wrong because the 1990s start on January 1st of 1990. No, they don't. Well, then, then but by that logic, yeah, of course then they there do. was yes, never... they do. What are we talking about? What, was there a year zero? I mean, we, yes, there was a year zero. Begin? No, there wasn't. Yes there, yes, there was. When was it? The year zero, the year Christ was born. B.C. went to A.D. and there was a year zero. Like some sometime when someone wrote a date, it was like January seventeenth zero zero. Are we saying we've been doing decades for two thousand years now, and Atlas Smugged is going to redefine them for us? What I'm saying is, Mm -hmm. so so the way we measure this, right? B C A D, it is with the birth of Christ. So when right, you 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 teach this to me then, because you you are religious and I am not. But you still use a calendar. Yes. So the day he's born, yes, is January first zero zero. The way that we do it now, yes, retroactively. That's right. There is a year zero. There's no retroactively. He was a person who was born, right? Right, but at was the time. Was he born on what? Do we not call the calendar 01? The first it, year has to be one. The first year no, can't the first be year zero. zero. The first year is zero. There was a year zero? Yes, but even so, what you're saying by Wait a Adam, minute. So, so 1 BC and 1 AD are two years apart? 1 BC. Is there a year between them? 1 B.C. and 1 A.D., what, what there are two the years year, between them. What came after the year 1 B.C.? Zero. Year zero. There is a year zero? There is a year zero. When you were born, how old were you? Zero or one? Mm. You were zero. Yeah. And by, and by Atlas Mug's logic, then, like, say, December 25th. That's my point. You're not one until you're one. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're saying the opposite. You're not one until you're one. No, I'm saying that. I'm saying there's a year zero, and you're saying there's not a year zero. 
I'm saying the decade starts, the decade of the 80s, which we're using for this, can't, for mm-hmm. this starts in 1981. It doesn't start in 1980. It says a year zero does not exist in the AD calendar year system commonly used in the Gregorian calendar. Uh, it, it went, the year 1 BC is followed directly by the year AD 1. I stand yeah. corrected. Yes. But either I stand way, corrected. Either way, I still agree with what no one is going the decades. I would just say the decade for that year went 1 to 9, and then it started 10 from there on. I think if anyone wanted to bring some sort of legal action There's against no you. There's no way you're saying the decade of the 80s. Right. Ends in 1990. Because what you're saying then is like Christmas, like December 25th of 1990 is not in the 80s. And that's, that's what Atlas Mugged is saying. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. So I would just say that first year goes from one to nine. And that's that was the decade. Or, you know, if you don't want to call it a decade then because it's not 10 years. Well, it's the decade. He used the word decade in the question. I'm merely I'm saying. I'm just saying for the first ever. I'm, I'm saying all decades are, you know, 90 to through 99 or whatever it is. 80 mm-hmm. through 89. That's. Just common sense. Or maybe amongst the simplistic. Yeah. Anyway, 30 seconds here for Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. The list is what determines who matters in this business. Green List. All right, the Green List that we did yesterday, I think, is my new favorite one that we have ever done. And because we did it right at the end of the show, I wanted to do it again here early today. So I've done a Green List every day this week of Super Bowl material. And I'll have today's a little bit later this morning. Uh, Today's is the five greatest teams of the championship teams of the Super Bowl era. But yesterday we did the five greatest moments in Super Bowl history, and it w- it w- it played so beautifully on the radio with a great job by Bubba finding every one of the play-by-play calls. You don't even need me to tell you what they are. Here are the top five moments in Super Bowl history. Number five. Bradshaw is deep, and they're firing downfield. Swan going after it, covered, and it's juggled. Swan catches another circus catch inside the Dallas 45-yard line. Gets up and goes inside the 40, down to the 37-yard line. Had a defensive player right on his back. Here's Mark Washington. The ball bounced into the air. Swan lying on his back. Cut the ball in circus fashion. Got up and ran again. Went down inside the 40, down to the 38-yard line. A sensational catch for the Steelers, Lynn Swan. If you're as old as I am, then that was when the marriage of the Super Bowl and NFL films was consummated. Those Lynn Swan catches, that that slow-mo play-by-play of him looking up in the air, there is a ballet-like grace in the way he does it that took this violent game and made it beautiful. It was so breathtaking that while it didn't win a game unto itself, although Swan was named the MVP of that Super Bowl, it is a play that absolutely has to be included in the greatest Super Bowl moment. Number four. Fourth and goal at the one. Foles running up and down the line. It's a direct snap, and it goes to Clement, who gives it off to Burton, the tight end, who then throws in the end zone. Touchdown! Foles caught the ball on a touchdown pass of the yard by the tight end. What did we just see? 
Call Philly Philly Hembo. Kevin Harlan. What did we just see? Oh, he's got the he's got a magnificent voice, and that is something a play that I have watched no less than a hundred times in my life. Cam, over and over again. It's so good, and it's on fourth down too. Like all this stuff we you know, we talk about the Dan Campbell play calls and everything. That is the ballsiest call, I think, in NFL <laughs> history. It's so, so good. And, and it's Foles who made it. Right? We've all seen it on NFL films. He comes over to the sideline. You want to go Philly special? And Doug Peterson very calmly just says, Oh, yeah, you want to do that? Sounds good to me. Yeah, why not? Sure, why not? It's Let's like run a crazy asking... trick play on fourth down right before halftime against Brady and Belichick. Sounds like a good idea. It's like they're asking what you want for dinner or something. Yeah. And it birthed a statue. The, the that ca- play made him a statue. The casualness of that, uh, of that exchange is remarkable the more times you see it. The five greatest moments in Super Bowl history. Number three. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Scott Zolak with a great call there. That's the Patriots' call. It is the worst call. When you think about all the things that they lost, and first and foremost, losing a championship on that decision, but it also fractured that team. It it, it solidified the belief amongst a lot of the, the, the guys, particularly on that great Legion of Boom defense, that this was all about them wanting to make Russell Wilson a star. Or Russell wanting to make Russell Wilson a star. Give the freaking ball to Beast Mode and win a championship. That was an inexcusably bad call. I have the Seahawks play-by-play, by the way. Mm. Want to hear it? This was the Seattle call. Lynch in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh, my God! He's picked off at the goal line! He's picked off by God Butler! Intended for Lockett at the goal line! Oh, my word! With 20 seconds left! That's a great call. I, I don't think I'd ever heard that, Bubs. That is a... Let's just hear the beginning of that again. Lynch in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh, my God, it's picked off. That is... I mean, that, that that's the only thing you can say. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's picked off. What did we do? It's so crazy how, how that moment, completely out of the hands of Tom Brady, essentially was the start of his second dynasty with them. Keep in mind, they had not won the Super Bowl since 10 years before. 2004 was their most recent Super Bowl. Yeah. Brady gets his, his fourth... Because of that decision, they wind up winning three in a five-year span. Belichick also, very curiously, you might recall, didn't use timeouts well in that sequence where he allowed the clock to get down to where they needed that miracle and that terrible decision by Carroll and the Seahawks to throw the ball. The top five moments in Super Bowl history. Number two. Bill Walsh has his team ten yards from a victory himself. Weiss has just set a Super Bowl record with 12 catches. He's in motion. Montana. Touchdown, John Taylor. That is such a great moment. That's the Super Bowl in which Jerry Rice caught 215 yards worth of passes. But it's Montana to Taylor that cemented the 49ers as a dynasty, as the team of the 80s, and Montana as the greatest of all time. A 92-yard drive he led, 87 of which. Joe Montana passed for it. was the Jerry Rice game, but it was the John Taylor play for which that game is best remembered. But there can only be one number one. Number one. Third down at five. The Giants from their 44-yard line. Manning works out of the shotgun. He takes it. 
facing pressure. He's in trouble. He's spun around. He's able to get away. Looks to throw. He does downfield and elitely catches made down at the 25. What a play. David Tyree comes up with the ball. What a play by Eli Manning. It's an incredible play by Manning. Obviously, it's an incredible catch. The more times you see it, and you've seen it a hundred times in your life, the more improbable the catch becomes. It, To use a Seinfeld term, it absolutely violates the immutable laws of physics. How that ball sticks to his helmet, how he catches that, it never touches the ground. Forget about the ball moving when it touches the ground. It actually never touches the ground. It's one of the greatest catches you've ever seen or will ever see. And when you consider the circumstances and when you consider that the Patriots were playing for perfection, it is clearly the number one play. Let's do some music because I want to I want to come in at that point. A little later this morning, I'm going to do uh, today's green list, which was the five greatest Super Bowl champions of all time. And I specifically did it that way because I did not want to have to include teams that didn't win. But if you were making a list of the greatest teams of the Super Bowl era, and you were, you were not, they didn't have to win the championship in order to be considered, where would the 07 Patriots go? I spent a lot of time thinking about that. It, the 2007 Patriots are the best team in the history of North American sports that didn't win a championship. They're, they're number one on that list. They were impossibly dom- dominant during the regular season. They had no business at all losing that game. I mean, they're on the shortest of short lists. But you know, look, I mean, when you're 18 and 0 going into the championship game and you lose it by three points, I don't know where else you could put them. No, that part of it I get. I mean, if you're just naming the, so are you then putting them 58th, or are you telling me what I'm I see saying, what you're is saying? They belong a lot higher than that. They were a way better team than a lot of teams that won Super Bowl. They were the best team in NFL history. Well, that's my point. So, so where if you were doing today's green list. The reason I changed it, so when I told them this is the green list I want to do for Friday, I originally said the five greatest teams of the Super Bowl era. And then as I sat there yesterday, that stuck in my craw to the point that I thought to myself, where would I put them? And so I changed it. I sent a note and said, I'm changing it to the five greatest champions mm. of the Super Bowl era because that team... Look, 18 and 1 is 18 and 1. They happen to lose the last one, which is overwhelmingly the most important one. There's no debating that. However, they lose one game all year on a heartbreaking, crazy, flukish, unbelievable play. They dominated the regular season in a manner that no other NFL team ever had before or since. So, if you were doing that list and it wasn't a championship wasn't a requisite, would it be in the top five? It, it would be number one for me. They'd be the best team. That's the best team ever. Like if, if, if this were the English Premier League and you were doing it by a table format and we never knew what these teams did in the playoffs, they would be number one. That season, they scored 589 points, allowed 274. Their point differential was plus 315. They allow 274 points. Their point differential was a larger number than the amount of points that their opponent scored across 16 games. It's the best team ever. It makes it the, the unlikeliest result in the history of pro football. Better than the 85 Bears? The 2007 Patriots, I would favor by something like a field goal over the 85 Bears. You neutralize everything else. I mean, you know, you, there's, there's no, you can't play this game. That's a game that will never take place. <laughs> um, it would, I, I've always said the 85 Bears are the best team I ever saw. We have the... the, the Two, 07 Patriots, that's 57 points better across the regular season than the 85 Bears. 
using their differential. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. That means something. It doesn't mean everything, but it means something. Uh, I want to say a few words about Steve McMichael also who got into, for, from that team who got into the Hall of Fame. Yesterday, we'll do that as we continue. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. Right, twice a day, every day, Super Week. Kembo, trivia, go. Which head coach has the most double-digit wins in Super Bowl history? Head coach, double-digit wins, Super Bowl history... Limited options. Answer next. ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We got NBA action tomorrow. Warriors Suns presented by Indeed. Coverage 8 Eastern on most of these ESPN Radio stations headed toward the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. And how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Go. Which head coach has the most double-digit wins, wins by of at least 10 points, in the history of the Super Bowl? I'm positive I know this. Um, so I'll go last. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm positive I know. I mean, I, every time I've said I'm positive, I know I've been wrong, but I'm positive I know. <laughs> uh, go ahead, uh, Bubba, go. Well, I'm not positive about anything, but I'm going to go with the person who uh, I said the other day, and you wouldn't let me get in there, Joe Gibbs. I'm going to go with uh, the Gibster. Uh, so the Gibster. That's, that's one for Joe Gibbs. Cam? Yeah, I guessed him yesterday, and it was wrong, and I'm going to keep guessing him until he's right. I'm also going Joe Gibbs. <laughs> okay, I am too. I'm, 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 in fact, I think I'm positive I'm right, or that we're right. I, I tried to think through. Th- there are only so many options for this. Chuck Knoll, two of their games, they, he won four. Two of them were definitely not double digits. Both Cowboy games were four-point games. Bill Walsh won three Super Bowls. One of them was the John Taylor game, so that definitely wasn't double digits. Um, in fact, I don't think this first, the first Cincinnati game wasn't double digits either. It so, wasn't. So he only won one double digit game. 
I feel like if Belichick was the answer, I mean, all those games were a field goal game earlier. I think Gibbs is the only other one who won more than two Super Bowls. So then we'd be just getting into twos. Gibbs, they obliterated Buffalo. They obliterated Denver. I'm trying to remember the Riggins game against Miami. Was that double digits? If so, it has to be right. It was, yeah. It, so then it ha- that's that's three. It has to be right. Do, do Brandon and Cam have a guess? Uh, Jack guessed Joe Gibbs. Uh, Brandon, I said Cam, sorry, I meant Jack. Yeah, Jack guessed uh, Joe Gibbs, and Brandon guessed Andy Reid. Andy Reid? <laughs> He's got Andy one. Andy Reid, didn't they just win last year by, by three, three points? That's correct, by and three points. How many points. other? He only won one other. He won one by 11. Did you misunderstand the question? No, he, no, no, no. He did not misunderstand the question. He claims he did. He claims to, yes. And during the break, he and I hashed this out. You were here. I explained him, to him, the question, and he still guessed. You said double-digit wins, and he interpreted that to mean one double-digit games that season. Yes, 10-win season. Right. Which is a very weird interpretation of that. You're not on the air. Yeah. So, so but, <laughs> In that case, Andy Reid would have been a great guest. Yeah. But in this case, it's a terrible guess. Oh, goodness. So Brandon is wrong. I'm going to be really upset if the answer is not Joe Gibbs. The answer is Joe Gibbs. Woo! Good Atta job, everybody. 82, 87, yep. and 91. Very yep. well done. How many of Bills were? Belichick's only one. Yeah, only the, Ram- the Rams, the Rams game. 13 to 3, well, Let me right? give you the list of two real quick. We have uh, Tom Flores, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy. Chuck Knoll, Tom Landry, Vince Lombardi, and George Seifert. All had two. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about. I, I, I was thinking it has to be more than two, and the the list of coaches who've won more than two Super Bowls is incredibly short. I mean, that's right. it. We just named them all: Noel, Walsh, Gibbs, Belichick. You might recall on Get Up yesterday, I asked this exact same question for quarterbacks, to which the answer was Troy Aikman, right, with three, right, and and had Jimmy Johnson not. Had Jerry Jones not thrown Jimmy Johnson out of the building, <laughs> then Jimmy Johnson would have had three as well, uh, and and maybe more than three. You know, it's interesting. This is not where I intended to go here, but now that we do this, like we just said it, I, 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 Chuck Knoll with four, Bill Walsh with three, Joe Gibbs with three, and, and Belichick with six are the only coaches to win more than two Super Bowls, right? Now, Lombardi won five championships. Only two of them were Super Bowls. But my point is, Andy moves on to that list with a win on Sunday. He sure does. Like his, th- th- we talk so much about what is at stake historically for Mahomes, and rightfully so. He he is the most important person in all of this. He's trending towards being the greatest player we've ever seen, and being in that immortal discussion. You know, he's he's going to get very soon to a place where we're just comparing him with Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky and Tiger Woods and Tom Brady, like the greatest of the all-time greats in all American sports. Reed with a third title, he is moving up on Belichick. As, 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 he is going to stake a if he coaches five more years. Now there were all those rumors out there that he might retire. I'm not buying it. I'm not either. And those seem to have been quieted. He is right now the third highest paid coach in his own division. <laughs> so I've had people suggest to me behind Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. So I've had people suggest to me that maybe that that's his way of I see getting more money. Um. One way or another, if Andy coaches five more years, you know, till he's 70, which we've seen plenty of others do, he, he, he's going to pass Belichick. He will have more playoff, not Super Bowls. I see. He will have more playoff wins than Belichick. He will have more regular season wins than Belichick. 
He's 44 wins away from Belichick in the regular season. But don't you think he has to win a couple more Super Bowls to be in the same room as Belichick in that Hall of Fame? Well, Belichick has six. He has six. Reed so has if, two as of today. Two. So I'm saying if he wins on Sunday, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm putting this in the okay. wins on Sunday category. Got it. You know, Bart made a very good point on TV with us today. Like, we, call, we consider Michael Jordan the GOAT. Bill Russell won in almost twice as many championships as, as Jordan did. So we don't just count rings. No. So we don't just count rings. If, does where what does Reed have to do in order to, if he wins more playoff games and wins more regular season games and wins four championships? Can can you say he's a greater coach than Belichick? I think he's done it in two different places. He will be the all-time winningest coach for two different historical franchises. The Chiefs go back to 1960. The Eagles go back a hundred years. Yeah, 1933. It's hard for me, and Cam, it's probably hard for you too because Andy Reid is the, is the reason my heart was broken more times than any team I've ever rooted for because Andy Reid has lost more big games than any coach of his stature ever has, but he's, he's correcting the record because Patrick Mahomes has rendered Andy Reid Andy Reid proof, and for that, Andy Reid deserves credit. Well, but I mean, in order to, to lose those big games, you have to be in those of course, big games. Of course you so do. How many... Let me look at Bill Belichick's postseason. Andy Reid was record. eleven and thirteen in the playoffs before Patrick Mahomes came along, and has since gone fourteen and three. Fourteen and three, a lot, you know. But but Bill Belichick, all but one of his playoff wins in his career are with Tom Brady. Totally, I I actually think I can even say, as biased as I am, that Andy Reid's time in Philadelphia and his time with Alex Smith in Kansas City are most definitely a net positive on his ledger despite those 13 playoff losses. There's no question about it. I think that Andy Reid and a coach of his stature, it was only going to be a matter of time before he experienced like the highest of highest level winning as he's doing now. I want, I'm trying to find, you're much better at this than I am. Yeah, what do you where, want to look at? Where up? are the Belichick playoff losses? Like how many of them should he have won? He was a significant favorite against the Jets the year the Jets beat them, right? I think they were fourteen and two that year, and the Jets went in there and beat them in the first round, of, their first round of the playoffs, twenty eight twenty one. Yeah, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to pull up the list of every Belichick loss, and we're going to see how many that his team was the underdog in, how many times that he had the better team. That's just going to take me a minute. We we act like they only won these games. The game he loses in the Super Bowl to the Eagles is a terrible loss. An all-timer. An all-time bad loss. And and the Malcolm Butler of it will forever be a mystery. Mm-hmm. What are the other Super Bowl losses he has? The two against the Giants probably are not. Look, I think Belichick is the greatest coach Me too. ever. I, I'm, I'm, this is not meant. But if we're just counting up accomplishments, Andy Reid is getting really close. There's a lot of history at stake, as there always are in these Super Bowls. But this one feels particularly so. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.